0: Welcome to the Property Developers and Investors podcast, where we explore the detail of what it really takes to achieve great success in the business of property developments and investments. Now, let's get into this week's episode. A warm welcome to everybody who's joined us. That's the main thing, because you can hear it live and in person, and also you get the chance to ask some questions. So we've got the Q&A box. So we'll try and man the Q and A box throughout, but we'll have a little bit of time at the end, just a few minutes, just to mop up any final questions um, that you have. But there's also an opportunity there for you to. Uh, there'll be a QR code at the end to book a call. So if you would like 15 minutes uh, with myself, uh, have a chat. I'll talk to you about anything, um, and we do that for people who are interested in in what we do. You know, we do a two day course, a mastermind and uh, a mentorship program, and we've helped hundreds and hundreds of people. Uh, well, in fact, thousands of people, Nigel. We've been mentoring and non-exec directors since 1998, I think. So a uh, long time now, nearly a quarter of a century.
1: It is. It is. And, you know, it's uh, men- mentoring and mentorship. It's a, it's a really interesting subject. And over the years, it's it's been an absolute pleasure. You know, we've, we've mentored individuals, but we've also mentored a lot of teams, Mark, haven't we? A lot of amazing teams. And you can just see how the dynamics of individuals can just create some incredible outputs, really can. And, you know, we're going to touch on some of those points, I think, in some of the slides, aren't we?
0: Yes, we are. Yeah. So just uh, if you're not following us and you've just come to us for the first time on this webinar, a warm welcome. And you'll get to know us quite well over the next 45 minutes to an hour. Um, But you can also go to Property Developers and Investors Podcast. We record one of those quite regularly and also property developers and investors, Facebook and LinkedIn page as well. So we're often on there sharing top tips and case studies. And more, more importantly, that's what our community are doing. And it, we enjoy seeing the, the fruits of uh, everybody's hard labours and it inspires us all. And we're no different there. So uh, please, when you go onto to uh, LinkedIn and Facebook groups, to share with us what you do, examples of case studies and good practice, um, and uh, it's always great for us all to learn. So, we're talking about how to create wealth from property it can be quite an emotive subject uh, for many. But I wanted to start with our version of forming wealth. Everything we've we've ever done has been about creating shared value and wealth comes in many different ways um immediately people talk about wealth and they'll think financial wealth but this is the you know the core areas that we view wealth as firstly health without your health you haven't got anything so looking after ourselves keeping ourselves physically astute mentally astute um which is not always easy and and we're ever mindful of the challenging two years that everybody's had. Um, And, you know, I fear that uh, we've not got over that in terms of mental health. And it's a very strong subject that comes through in our community. And you know, you can always reach out to Nigel or myself, we'll always give you uh, some of our time to just help you through the tough times. And and that's a regular, uh, regular feature of, of many of our calls with our masterminders and mentees, Nigel. It is absolutely just just
1: that clear focus, and and we know you know day to day we we get swamped, don't we? We get swamped with our actions, activities, priorities. Everybody else's priorities as well. You know, you kind of drop everything and deal with somebody else's, but is it actually the priority? These sort of things, and it can create overwhelm absolute overwhelm. And then it feels like you're drowning. And, you know, as you say, Mark, we we have a number of calls where it's, it's almost a bit like breaking it down, understanding the priorities in the day, you know, what will make a significant difference and clearly what can wait and then just focusing on those items and one at a time, just clear them off, you know, just having that absolute focus and, you know, that, that gets people moving forward, which is what it's all about really.
0: Yeah. As a, as a wise man once said, you know, it's easy for the urgent to take the priority over the important. And those urgencies are quite often just temporary or somebody else's urgencies. Um, so, uh, you know, a lesson for us all there. Um, secondly, yes, f- robust financial health. That's important. Considered uh, and graduated financial health. Absolutely. Also, our wealth definitely uh the wealth of time um time is our scarcest commodity um we've Nigel and i have given some of the best years of our life to to large corporates and worked incredible hours all, all around the world and we truly appreciate with we've got four children each you know the importance uh, of time and that's something that's resolute in all of our strategic planning you know the time component and and we'll we'll come to that a little bit later on as well family and friends, relationships. You know, it seems that the older you get, you realize the importance and maybe the fragility of life, but but also the power of those friendships um, and who you really want to be with. Um, Whether that's in business or not, it's irrelevant. It's just who you want to spend your life with. And then finally, personal, personal advancement, personal development, how you can improve. And that keeps the mind active, agility so they're the five five forms of wealth in there you've got spirituality and lots of other areas but they're the five core areas that in echo academy we practice every day every week and we'll be running themes on all these five um, consistently um, throughout each month so a bit about a bit about us Nigel, we've known each other 1998. That's when we first got to meet each other in business, wasn't it, as fellow directors? And since then, about three and a half million square feet of commercial property, dozens of countries. And it was interesting, wasn't it? We reviewed the other day, you know, we've been involved in businesses at startup M&A sales. We've sold our businesses as well, haven't we, in the past?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been a an amazing journey. It really has, and continues to be, I have to say. But um, <clears throat> you know, the the particular corporate roles or, or where we met, Mark, was building our global infrastructure, wasn't it? Um, you know, big data centers and fiber optic networks, kind of all that infrastructure that allows us to do what we do today. And here's here's some of the pictures. Yeah. And um you can just you see, I mean, that that's the bottom left-hand corner. That's kind of the some of the networks that we installed um, all around all the major <clears throat> uh, capitals, you know, cities. Um, I, I was personally involved with quite a big rollout in the UK as well, picking up all the major cities up and down um, the country, um, linking it all with uh, fibre, fibre, and then connecting into a transatlantic, connection that was coming in from the states um Mark, i know you you're heavy in europe and you're overseas as well in australia mm-hmm. and and all those sort of countries as well and it was it was truly enlightening very a great experience but i think as well as as it as it was very good you know and the experience was fantastic i think what you know i reflect on i don't know if you're the same mark you know it's it's kind of the time away from family isn't it you know we spent it almost, uh, the inside of our office was the inside of a plane, <laughs> you know, and, and it looks very glamorous, doesn't it, flying in, into all these locations. But the reality is you, you you land, you jump in a cab, you go to the head office, have a meeting, and it could be the reverse and you're back in a plane and away you go. So you don't really get to see, you know, the niceties. It's more, um, you know, it's time away from family really was, was one, of, one of the reasons, really. We reflected and we decided to do something different, didn't we?
0: Yeah, and that was back in two thousand. Well, really, I suppose two thousand and fourteen. It took uh, yeah. six to yeah. nine months to go through mm. that transition to exit corporate life as a as a good lever because we we're very honourable and we want to complete what we do. But yeah, two thousand and fifteen was when we emerged out of corporate life, and some would say retire. But I mean, there was we always had parallel interests and things. But um, yeah, and we we created. A number of opportunities. And here's here's just some. You know, three and a half million square feet of commercial real estate uh stood us in good stead. And we put that to work with some, you know, amazing commercial to residential conversions and new builds and and we still do that. And but I guess it's also safe to say, Nigel, that those um and this from a mindset perspective, these are the the bigger projects that um probably um you know, reach the the peak in social media and attract people's attention, but it's the you know the boring vanilla, the
1: the
0: you call it the the three bed semis, which have been prevailing asset classes for us for for many years as well.
1: Yeah, well, well, well over twenty years, and the, it's worth saying actually. You know, as we've just shown a slide of our corporate world and. Mm-hmm you know, how we left that in 2014, 2015, but the reality was, you know, 20 years preceding that um, and almost like, um, if you like, a, a distrust of the UK pension system at the time, we just felt that if um, if we were lucky enough to get a, a bit of a bonus or we could save our pennies, you know, we, we would just plough it into, as you say, Mark, the three-bedroom semis detached those sort of properties but over a 20-year period you know refinancing as we went and and purely from a perspective of this is our pension because we can we can touch it we can see it we can drive by and we can you know it's it's active in our lives whereas this this pension thing was yeah the relationship wasn't great um uh, certainly in my, in my um my view you know every December the the letterbox would rattle and it would drop on the on the mat and it would be a statement and it would be either up neutral or down and and I think what disappointed me um was that you know the parties that were managing that pension on my behalf always got paid first and I I think the distrust came from that point um it was faceless it wasn't it wasn't connected to me personally opposed to a um a three-bedroom semi-detached I just bought six months before I could physically see it and that became more meaningful yeah. and I think that just enabled that enabled us as a parallel strategy to kind of evolve to a point in our corporate career where we could do something different and, and I think the you know the skills we learned over that corporate um, time um you know we just realized that you know in in doing the commercial conversions and land deals etc it was we were still achieving in the three bedroom, houses in an analogy we're still achieving that but we were just doing it in bulk um they're all by at the end of the day we're just achieving them quicker there was um you know there was volume discounts by doing it that way and uh it kind of got our car going a little bit faster didn't it you know which was which was great
0: certainly did So this evening, we're going to go through, I mean, we've only got a limited amount of time, so we'll bounce through these quite quickly. But these are eight particular mindset traits that We've seen in operation by by people we respect, and, and we've learned by some of the the best brains around the world for for best you know nigh on thirty years, and some of the these we've adopted early on in our career and some later in our career. But this is a bit of a, an open expose into uh, some of the mindsets and and cog turning. Um, that has helped Nigel and I shape the the lives we have today. And I think this quote from uh, General George Patton, uh, I think is really powerful, something we talk about regularly. You know, if everyone is thinking alike, then somebody isn't thinking. There's no room for complacency. We're challenging tradition all the time. You know, we're looking at different angles and, and all the time testing, reviewing um, and we do that, you know, our critical analysis of deals. So that frames you know, the type of mindset traits that that we have. So number one is having a growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset. Um, this appeared on my feed over the weekend, actually. I, I liked it so much. I, I guess it's a different take on uh, glasses half full, glasses half empty, but uh, you can see the, the two prisoners there have two very different views of, of what they see. And we see that in business time and time again. There are those that see the negativity and the problems that are, are coming. And there are others that actually see opportunity. Um, that could be on a macro scale, micro scale. And it's something that really does resonate with, with both of us, Nigel.
1: It does. It does. Absolutely. And, you know, I, th- I think it's an acknowledgement that we, we are all different as well. We, you know, our, uh, the way that we look at things, you know, analyse things, think, you know, we're all different and there's no right or wrong in anything that we are. Um, but it's, you know, I think where Mark and myself, I think where we work really well is, you know, we've, we're kind of opposite end of the spectrums, but together, you know that unit just really works doesn't it you know there's 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 the you know looking forward and keep going and keep going and then you know there's the support to to make sure we kept safe and all those sort of things so i think the you know how you look i, I think it's knowing thyself isn't it it's knowing who you are and how how you best, um, you know, reflect and, and absorb. Um, I think that's, that's a real important thing to do. And there's all these in the corporate world, not, we went through the psychometric testing, didn't we those <laughs> sort of mm. so many different tests you can go with, you know, we've, we've recently, we, we quite enjoy and like the, the wealth dynamic, um, testing, you know, that's, that's another one. There's, there's other measurements out there. We saw on our mastermind only this, oh, it's last week, wasn't it? Last week. Mm a couple of our mentees had a slightly different one but it really worked for them you know they understand they they knew thyself and they understand where they they operated really well and areas where they well, it was almost a, they didn't like to operate you know and, and therefore they won't perform at the, the greatest you know get somebody in a place that they really enjoy they're going to just just go to the stars aren't they and, and have the complimenting people around you to support you in the areas that you you don't like and and we saw that as a great example last uh, last week.
0: Yeah, because I think over over my career, I've certainly put myself under a lot of pressure thinking I should be better at certain things when actually I could have taken a very different tact and, and said, well, look, yeah, that doesn't interest me. I know it needs to be done, but from a leadership capacity, as you say, find somebody who just loves that. Absolutely. Um, and they become stable parts of the team and, and respected. Everybody grows. Yeah. And we, we've had to have that, we've got a lot of business interests. For those that don't know, um, we've got the EQUA so a lot of intellectual property in analysing land deals, commercial to residential, and there's there's uh, five books as well, and countless e-books that we've prepared. So we've got IP. These are, these are our different asset classes, and um, we've got half a dozen strategic investments in business, and another couple that are planned as well. Um, we've got. About fifteen commercial to residential and new build developments um, that we've done. Um, we've acquired any number of commercial units, uh, more than twenty now. We've got about 150 plus HMO rooms and a lot of a lot of single lets. Some in construction, some we've had for many many years now. Um, but what would best describe us? And you know, we've I've come up with six things. Uh, here, Nigel, uh, I mean, we're we're investors, we're investing our time and our, our scarce resources, including our, our finances. We're certainly business owners, we're SaaS trustees, um, we're developers, we're business coaches and mentors, um, and we're also dads and and husbands um, of many years. I mean, we've both got four kids, we've both been married for the best part of the quarter of a century as well. Um, I think that that stability and dare I say, calmness under pressure as well as there's, there's certainly been traits that have seen us through you know, some of the, uh, the, the, rocky times as well. And and that's, that's life, isn't it? It is. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. No,
1: that's, a, that's a good, uh, good summary there, let Don't forget the, the husband bit
0: though. there. We're <laughs> <laughs> in trouble. That's right. And, um, Casting our mind back, Naji I know you'll recall this. Uh, do you remember when uh, it was back in two thousand and two? Um, we started the new business in the PLC, and um, do you remember one of the the board members uh, pulled us aside, didn't he? Do you want Do you want to tell that story?
1: Yes, yes. It was a it was an interesting day. I mean, there was a big builder wasn't there to this. You know, we were um, I mean, it was, we were very honored. Um, you know, we, we did, we got approached, um, from this PLC to set up a strategic business within the group. Um, so we were very humbled by that. Um, but, you know, also coached in terms of, you know, business planning, you know, we, we had a view of business planning and how it looked, but it needed to be aligned with the PLC element of it. So we took on board all those sort of aspects and, um, it was it was ultimately we went to see the big boss, didn't we? We went to see the big boss and uh, we had this um uh this interview and it was it was yeah, I think the, the heart was pumping and the adrenaline was flowing at the time. We went to see the big boss and we walked into this this boardroom and he was sat at his table and he had he had our um he had our business plan on his on his desk and we, we sat down and uh, and um, he, he picked this up. He said, is, is this yours? Yeah. Yeah, that's the business plan. Yeah, okay. And he just kind of, there was a bin. <laughs> and he put it in the bin. He said, guys, I'm not really interested in the business, but I'm interested in you guys. <laughs> tell us all about your family. And I thought that was so, you know, tell us about your history. Tell us what, where your values are. Tell us all about you. I don't, that, is just, that is just a result of you and how you're going to serve the PLC. And it was just incredible. And our our kind of divisional director um, was was on the other He'd obviously he'd obviously seen this a number of times. You know, people going in, kind of half shaking with their business plans in their hand, sitting down in front of this big boss. And um, you know, we, we walked out, and he had a bit of a smirk on his on his face. He said, "How was that? Oh, yeah, it was yeah, it's good. Yeah, slightly different to what we expected, but it was good." And he, he took us each by the hand and he said, look, I just want to, just want to give you a bit of advice. Yeah. You know, there's, I mean, at the time, Mark, there was, there were three of us, wasn't there? And, um, he you know, took us by the hand and he said, look, guys, you know, as you're building your teams, you know, just remember these words. And I think you're going to put the, the, <laughs> and that's exactly what he said to us. And he said, look, Get people around you. <clears throat> get people around you that you know reflect what you are, you know, your principles, your discipline, you know, get get people around you that's but you know, don't get those sorts of people around you because I guess it's the rotten apple syndrome, isn't it, Mark? You yeah,
0: know? it is. And look, we've grown teams of hundreds, if not thousands, of people, and you make mistakes from time to time. We we all do, and Craigie. I I could write another book on some of the mistakes (laughs) I've made. But, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, if you make a mistake, just own up to it, open it out, resolve the issue, part ways if need be, but just being open. But if you've got the right type of moral compass bearing and and metals about you, you'll avoid that. Um, Use your gut and... Yeah, no wankers. I, I think it's. Uh, I'll say it if you won't, Nigel. Um, no, no, no wankers. A great piece of advice. Absolutely. Stuck yeah. with us for, for many, many years.
1: I, I just want to pick up on something you said then um, about you know making mistakes, and I think it I was probably my generation actually. You know, when I grew up, school and it felt it felt like um, you know if you made a mistake, it was a really bad thing. You know. <laughs> But actually, you know, it's, you've got to make mistakes to learn. You've got to make mistakes to grow. You've got to make mistakes because if you don't make mistakes, you're just never going to move on in life, are you? And I think it's, it's really important. And it's something I've, I've personally reflected on more and more in kind of my, you know, my, my late thirties, forties, let's say, that actually it's really important and it's really important to give people that space, you know, and that encouragement and support to say, look, mist- don't make them twice, but, you know, it's it's okay to make a mistake, but just learn from it because you, you'll learn from it and you'll grow. And, you know, the kids as well, you know, it's important to tell them that and and allow them to grow. Otherwise you just get terrified of stepping out of line, which is, um, yeah. which is a shame. I think so So often in
0: today's social media culture, there's there's so many different systems, processes, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. And the, yeah. you just end up people with surfing their phones all the time. They've never actually experienced everything. They feel as though they're semi-professional because they've been told how to do things, but it's yeah. those that are in the arena with blood, snot, sweat and grit on their hands, you know, holding the sword, actually going at the problem Okay. That really learn. How many times does that come up out in our mentorship sessions where people say, "I actually learn by doing." It was a small thing, but Absolutely. I now know how to do it well and how to improve on it as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. i i had a I had a mentorship call this morning, actually, and you know it was it was a great call and. I won't mention the name, but the the person um, I was talking to, um was fairly new to the academy, and we were talking about creating the model and and she's she's got to a place now. She's moved on from a strategy that she's had for a number of years, and she's gone a bit bigger. And you know, we talked around the processes. And you know the the encouragement that i I hopefully gave her was that, you know, this is going to be a journey. And, you know, this is not a high five. And this is not, you know, you'll get it, you, you'll be a millionaire in six months. This this is about learning your model. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And things are going to come at you. And we're going to support you. And we've got your back. And we'll, we'll make sure we'll give you pointers, just watch out for that. Just check that, double check that, check your exits, make sure that you've got the door is swinging open at the end and not slam shut you know all these sort of aspects and and what i was really excited about and what i really wanted to get across was get this done because this this person just wanted to do this repeatedly you know m- multiple units at a time but repeatedly so learn the model get the first one done the second one well, you've already done the key points. So it's just do the same again, but reflect on how the first one went and see if there's any improvements you can make along the journey for efficiency. And then the third one will come. But you've you've kind of done it all before because you're into the third one now, and all the constituent parts are the same, your your professional teams are the same, your your is the same potentially, all these sort of aspects, your models the same, your funding's the same, et cetera, et cetera. But is the ways you can create more efficiency and i think we've got a slide on that haven't we where you start with version one yeah get to version 10 and it was it was just it was just a great way of demonstrating look once you get to the end of this process that is your rudimentary model you know you 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 now you're into refining the model and then you're just repeating over and over and over again Mm -hmm. and it was it was great great to get it across
0: contains that learning doesn't it and drives it into and we always know the third project's going to be better than the second the fifth will be better than the fourth and that's evolution um there's no such thing as perfection it's it's the route towards a better more improved system So surrounding yourself with with great people and the no wankers, that's our version of saying you surround yourself with just brilliant people who inspire you. We do that at at, at Brooklands, there's Mercedes-Benz World and some of the wonderful people we have the absolute privilege of spending our lives with, you know, day-to-day great friends. There's uh, fellow business investors there, Um, there's fellow directors, shareholders I can see yeah, you know, just just wonderful, wonderful people. And if you've not been to Mercedes-Benz World, Brooklyn's our next event, pop along and see us Thursday the 12th. There's a QR code, or you can pop onto ECRA Academy. Um, we've even got a free bar there for you. So have a drink on Nigel and I. And uh, but make sure you come across, introduce yourself to us. We want to get to know you um, and immerse yourself with lots of wonderful people. There are business owners, business investors, there's developers, there's SaaS trustees, there's property investors, financial investors. There's a whole mix, and it's a very, very inspiring and uh, and safe environment for everybody. So, yeah, looking forward to that one.
1: Yeah.
0: So number three, great habits, that consistency of great habits. Nigel, I mean – one of your great habits 20 odd years ago was when you bought your first three-bed semi. It was.
1: <clears throat> and at the time, it was as I, as I said earlier, it was, it was really um, to to combat the inherent distrust of pension schemes at the time. That was the reason. Um little did I know <laughs> it was going to give, you know, me and my family. And I know you're the same, Mark. You know we've we've done this parallel uh, parallel solution, but you know, little did I know it was going to give me an option, a number of options in later life to do something very different. And um, yeah, so very boring three bedroom semis. But my goodness me, they they certainly do the thing. Why why three bed? I've been asked that a few times. Why why three bed? Well, <clears throat> the the reality is my my view. <coughs> excuse me, my view of life i suppose is that you know the flats the the one the two beds are kind of starter homes and people are going in a direction you know you know families come along etc etc so i've just seen over the years and this was this was tested just in my portfolio really but i have just found that people were um, when they were renting, they were more stable in a three bed. Um, you know, when you get to four bags, you're getting into the, the, you know, the bigger properties, et cetera, et cetera, but a three bed, you know, nice, nice family home, you know, good quality, good location, schools, these sort of aspects it just really worked. It was just worked for me. So I stuck with it and that became the, the Nigel three bed <laughs> portfolio, you know, and it's worked and, you know, on the basis of, uh, if it's not broke, don't Try and fix it, really, scenario. Yeah, so it's, it's always worked really well.
0: And the the great habits that you form, I mean, that's that's a phenomenal habit. Nigel formed, you know, twenty odd years ago. But the smaller habits that all compound up. Conversely, poor habits compound in a negative way as well. Got to make sure that we're positively compounding those those habits. Um, Both of us, we're we're early risers, but that's because it suits us. We don't belong to a a 5am club or all this social media stuff. Not not interested in that. While people are reading all those posts, we're actually getting on with getting some more property or investing in other businesses. Um, But we know ourselves. And this is about, Nigel said those words earlier on, know thyself. What works for you? None of this social media navel-gazing of, yes, for sure, take inspiration from other people, but what works for you? Um, not many of you will know what works specifically for Nigel each day, or for my myself each day. We tend not to talk about it. You know, that's, that's our routine, and we're quite happy and comfortable with that. If you want to know, just in one of your one-to-one sessions, just, just ask us, we'll be sure to share that with you, but we're not trying to force that down anybody's throat. We just know what works for us um, consistently. And there are things that we need to improve on as well. I'm working on certain things that I know I need to improve on specifically. Um, And that excites me, actually. It challenges me. And I like that challenge because that keeps us all on the uh, the tip of the uh, tip of the arrowhead, you know, growing, moving forward. I love this quote from you know I like a good quote Nigel but this one is from you much easier to save a pound than earn a pound so uh talk, talk about that I mean that that's a real passion
1: of yours as well isn't it yeah yeah it is and you know having I, I mean we 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 speak to a lot of people on a daily basis and you know when we're talking about strategy and and you know, there's, it always comes into it. Cash flow. I've, I need cash flow. Fine, um, and absolutely everybody does. Um, but do reflect on your costs. Do reflect on your costs. I mean, the n- the number of you know, um, lovely comments we've had from um, from clients and otherwise, really. Um, you know, coming back, just hearing about the you know your your daily dashboard and just reflecting on it, and, and all those little subscriptions that. We know we used to, you know, subscribe to and but is questioning them. Well, if you need them, then fine, absolutely. But is there a cheaper version? Is there something you could get away with? Um, you know, know, the obvious one probably is like you know, Sky TV, other brands are available clearly, but you know, like Sky TV or something like that, you know, of the channels. That you watch all the time, do you need that full package? It's these, it's these sort of fundamental questions that could save you hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds every single month. And it's just, you know, I'm I'm sure we've all got these kind of lists of all of our outgoings. Just keep reflecting. And if you're your optimum and it sits within your lifestyle, then absolutely no problem at all but if there's any inefficiency you know I'd, I'd urge everybody and we we look at ours you know i mean sometimes i look at mine daily but um you know just look at it all the time have it part of your your kind of daily weekly monthly routine just check in and just making sure you are super efficient in terms of how you want to live your life and and is there a cheaper alternative out there um you know to, uh, <laughs> for a couple of a couple of years somebody uh introduce me to you know these where you can if you go to a site and you you click on you know curries or something like that or, or whatever it is and you can go through their website i think there's, there's examples of top cashback and you know these sort of websites you can save a few pounds i mean that doesn't cost anything does it but saves you i mean i literally i I've, we're just having a, a little extension to our our office and uh, I need a washing machine and a, a dryer to go in it. And I've just bought it for free, you know, because I use, I do all my transactions through this website because I, I use the cash that I've built up over the years, little things like that. And, you know, maybe I've spent, you know, three, four, 500 pounds on a couple of appliances, let's say, but, you know, two. To earn that amount of money, depending where what tax bracket you're in, I mean, worst case scenario, you know, you've, you've had to earn a £1,000 to then pay tax to just pay £500 to get those appliances. You know, and that's the that's point I was making, really, that, you know, if you can save a pound, then fantastic. But if you've got to earn a pound, you know, to cover that, you've kind of, in some cases, got to earn two. You know and it's it's hard work so efficiency is really really important certainly in our lives and and it's certainly what we promote
0: and um well we've only, we've only had the conversation over the last 24 hours haven't we some remuneration coming to us yeah. what form do we take it do we take it in salary dividends through director's loan account you know through uh, management fee charges um with energy prices going, uh, I know you're having air source heat pumps installed, Nigel, yeah. and, and I'm having some solar panels installed. Yeah. Um, so lots of battery systems and, you know, putting solar and a battery system on both of our houses at the moment would probably save us the the equivalent of the income of one and a half buy-to-lets each month. Mm. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Not insignificant. Um, so it's that mindset shift of of looking at your expenditure, but also looking at the the income as well. And here's something that will really help you um, with a framework. It's a model for managing costs that we use, spruces, exclamation mark. So I'll just clip there very quickly here. Scrutinise your overheads. I'm talking in the company. I'm talking personally. Um, Preserve cash. Case okay, so of be effective with cash resources. Value the cash resources. It just dribbles through your fingers very quickly if you're not careful. Renegotiate. Have no problem with renegotiate. Do it ethically, obviously. I just mentioned, you, you know, your BT, your Sky, and, and there might be other uh, larger expenses as well. Renegotiate, but challenge. Is there a different way to achieve that? Could there be something that you do that you can exchange in value for something that otherwise you'd have had a, a cost to understand patterns and that's patterns of expenditure what you need why you need it can you adjust it um, to save money collect the cash certainly from a business perspective um you know absolutely collecting cash and following through on that is submitting your expenses you know just We've seen mentees save thousands and thousands, particularly in startup mode. They forget about all the costs that they could have put to a a company. The company probably hasn't got the cash resources to pay the expenses. But if you don't put the expenses in, that expenditure will be lost forever. And there are rules. Work with your accountant on how to um, uh, allocate the right level of expenses to your company. But it becomes an investment. If expenses aren't paid at the end of the month, you can put a coupon, or put a, an interest rate, put a board minute there, an interest rate. And uh, from one side of the coin, it's expensive or money out the door that you'll never get back. And it's after tax money as well, through to actually it's an investment creating, albeit a small return, but you will get it back over time. Savings tucking cash away for a rainy day and that then leads to your investment strategy and finally the last one the exclamation mark is prioritize Nigel just told you how often he does it at least monthly sometimes weekly and you know, we look at this all the time not for long you know it's not not so we spend hours and hours on it but once he got a system we call it the personal wealth dashboard and we have this principal dashboard. It's like the telemetry on Formula One. You know, the Red Bull telemetry dashboard. It's got all of your KPIs. Sounds sophisticated. and some level, it is. But um, actually, it's a spreadsheet with different tabs. Imagine having a spreadsheet that's got everything to operate your personal economy. Your wealth, your net worth, your loans, your cars, your utility bills, your mortgage. BT, Sky, it's got everything there. It doesn't take long. And we say to mentees, just do one tab a week. And within the first 20 weeks, they've got 20 tabs they are in control of everything, probably for the first time in their life. And when you've got it, when you're managing it, controlling it and measuring it, you can make a massive impact. So that's one of the first things um, we we do with people, make sure they control, know what they've got. And it's amazing the transformation, just that alone. Nigel, I've known you a long time now, 25 years. And the two words that have consistently, you may not necessarily say them, but you exude them, um, are the words discipline and respect. And I know some of your your, your background and, maybe a point where you could share some reflections on some of your background and where those two words have, have, have come from for you and what they mean to you.
1: i say you could probably see there's a bit of a martial arts thing going on here. Um, so, I mean, you know, discipline and respect. I, I mean, I've got to kind of shout out to my parents. You know, they they clearly had a... An effect on my, my upbringing, so I'm, I'm it's not just martial arts, it's, it's that part as well. But but I think it it definitely had a, a big impact on my life. Um, and it all started probably mid teens, really, uh, for a period of 20 years. I mean, I, d- I don't practice the art anymore, but I uh I practiced two forms, which was um uh, taekwondo, which was uh the initial form, um, and then that evolved quite nicely into Shotokan Karate, but, but I practiced the two together, which was interesting. Um, I, I got to a, a very advanced level of black belt as well in, in both disciplines. And, um, you know, I was quite busy around Europe in competitions and those sorts of things. Unfortunately, due to an injury, it, it took me out, um, uh, which which was sad really sad um and i still kind of kind of carry that injury t- today but um you know what uh, having stopped the discipline what it what i absorbed and i took from the training Bear in mind this was kind of early teens um you know for 20 years but it, it was those elements of discipline and respect um you know these these forms um you know, I, I, I kind of joined uh, a taekwondo club initially. You know, some people were going to the gym. I didn't really align with that. So I wanted to do something different, more active. And and just in my my village, a, there was a martial arts club, so I joined it. And I really, really, really kind of aligned with it. And um, it was, yeah, I mean, notwithstanding, obviously the physical physical benefits, um, you know, of training three, four, and sometimes five times a week, Um, you know, and obviously learning the history of the art of the form as well, which was absolutely intriguing, but, you know, to this day, it was the the discipline, the respect for yourself and others, um, and the discovery of a different way of life, really. Um, that really ingrained in me, you know those those principles today, um, which you know I'm hugely grateful not only to the art but obviously my my instructors, my my sensei. Ultimately, one particular guy. Um, he was a C- Canadian national champion, a guy called Tony Brown, and um, still friends today. Um, incredible individual, and you know, and he were, he just followed the form and the art to the letter and, and, you know, and why the, why the discipline and respect has to come in because, you know, potentially these techniques and, you know, even at training, they can be lethal and you've got to, you've got to respect each other to be able to keep each other safe. That's, that's the the form. And it's, um, you know, I ended up running a couple of uh, martial arts clubs with Tony um, in Essex um, but you know, he was he was a trainer, he, he was a sensei, he was a mentor. Um, you know, he's incredible and really underplit underpinned that that discipline. Um I think what I wanted to share what they call the tenants of Taekwondo. Um so what, what's a tenant? Well, a tenant's really uh an opinion. Um it's a, it's a principle, a doctrine. Um that person holds and maintains as true so this is kind of the the if you like the foundations of the house and the, there's there's a number of them uh, courtesy is one uh, integrity is another perseverance is another self control an indomitable spirit so this you know a, a strong spirit to to achieve and and if you think of those those words again control integrity perseverance Self-control, donable spirit. Doesn't that kind of align a mindset with business, with property? You know, what the sort of bits and pieces you need to be able to get you through day to day. You know, we we spoke a number of times this evening about, you know, life's tough out there and things will come at you from all directions. And you just need that ability to, in a calm way, to step back, absorb the situation, create a plan and execute it you know, execute that plan to enable you to keep moving forward. And the martial arts for me was was the grounding of that. The way we used to train, um, which really didn't didn't come to light for probably a couple of years. And um the way we used to train people, and these 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 were you know children to mature adults, <clears throat> it, it was all very active. There was a lot of there was a lot of uh, physical training body conditioning those sort of things and essentially the program was to keep people in a physical state that they could they could run away from a problem <coughs> excuse me run away from you know people that were you know trying to cause them harm you know the first action is to go get away it's not to fight it's to go but to be running for two to three to four to five miles to ten miles, but then at the end of that process to have the ability to turn around and defend yourself. So the physic, the physical, you know, the endurance that you you create had to be there. But equally, you know, the stamina and the body conditioning had to be there as well. Because unfortunately, in in, in this world, you know, it's, it's never one on one. As it is, it's, it's multiple on one, and you know that that was kind of the training principle but it, it's you know it was it was fascinating mark I, I was hugely disappointed to uh you know not being able to train from that injury but um you know i i do keep in contact with uh, all the people still still today and there's some lovely stories but we haven't got time for those no today
0: well those those traits are still i, I mean they're alive and kicking and they're, they're just embedded in everything you do it's just part of your dna isn't it so uh Oh, that's fascinating. And I've, I've learned something there you shared with me, even after 25 years, some of those things that um, are fascinating insight. Thanks for listening to this episode. And if you would like more inspiration, why not join our Facebook group, Property Developers and Investors, or visit our website, www.equacademy.co.uk.